go. Sit back, relax for your edumacation. Hakuna and Orifice are the new sensation. Saying dumb shit and talking queer media. Famous on Tyler Perry social media. Just a couple of gem girls and we say what we please. We welcome to our world, the immortal frenemies. Hello and good tidings from the realm of sweet dreams and beautiful nightmares, but honestly more so the latter. Mm -hmm. That is the Gem Girls slash Immortal Frenemies slash the Charm cast because as no one really knows, we've now <laughs> devoted ourselves to talking about everyone's favorite yet sometimes very sleepy witches from the 90s classic Charmed. And yeah, no one knows this. Yeah, no, no, no one knows this. this. Yeah. No, we've been terrible at promoting our podcast of late. Not that our promotion worked before. No. no. Anyway. And by terrible, you mean like literally not doing anything. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, Hakuna Matidis, and I had a dream, and you were not there. Thank God. And I'm Orifice Jones, who is intimately aware that in your dreams, your parents can't protect you. If... <laughs> <laughs> um, if all of the dream-related references and that, like, kind of quote from Nightmare on Elm Street didn't tip you off this episode, we are diving deep down into the dreamscape for Season 1, Episode 5 of Charmed Dream Sorcerer. Uh, alternative title that was, like, Sexy. a dream horserer. Uh, it makes it sound like he's a dream <laughs> horse. I wanted to go whore. Horserer, but it makes it sound like a horse. I don't. I don't agree that that needed to be said. But it has been said. My other, my other working <laughs> title for the, uh, for the episode is the dream of toxic masculinity and how it can kill you. Wow, you know that's pretty accurate. It's pretty honestly. accurate. This, this guy, was a fucking incel. Ooh, this guy, like, let's just, this guy, and we'll get into it in a bit. But he was. An incel and a half. Yeah, he was in selling his entire inventory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, if the if you thought the idea of like the van attack guy was scary or that Elliot whatever guy, what was his name? Who? Anyway, I've already the guy who's like Elliot Rogers. He was like an incel. He there was a mass shooting on some campus. Sure. Anyway, if the idea of those two mass murdering incels scared you, then imagine like one who could incept your fucking dream. Oh yeah, man. Like he dream rapes you. And I'm sure he has dream. Like it, maybe it is a subtle commentary on rape unto itself because he's invading their dreams. Yeah. It's like a study in trauma. <laughs> Let's not go too so deep, deep into it. Um. That's so fucking deep. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. The episode originally aired on November 4th, 1998. And according to our good witchy Judies over at the Charmed Wiki, you know, JK, we actually don't know those nerds at all. And no, I no, no, really don't not. want to. Yeah. This is the one where an overworked Prue battles a sleep demon in the guise of a handsome man while Phoebe conjures a spell to attract men that turns out to be too strong. The sisters can barely escape their myriad admirers. Dude, so I, I, I have this written in the script that the whole description is kind of whack, but it really makes it seem like a delightful romp. It's like, it's yeah. not that a uh, sleep sorcerer is trying to kill Prue. 
and Phoebe and Piper's spell backfires to that to the point that like men want to murder them. Right, like they become obsessed with them in a very creepy and toxic way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, it's a whole exploration into toxic masculinity. Um, so yes. much fun. Let's let's get into it. Let's, let's right, and, and not that we haven't already gotten into it. Also, I feel like calling him a sleep demon is a little bit of a misnomer. Exactly, he's inaccurate. actually immortal. He's just a straight up man uh, using sleep technology. Which some trivia for you? <laughs> it's so creepy. Super creepy. Um, but yeah, the trivia point is this is the first foe that the charmed ones face that doesn't have like a magical connection or a magical origin. Mm. He's just some dude with like a yeah. you know, a dream machine. That's pretty interesting. But like how rich is he that he could manage to do this? Because that's like pretty like advanced technology. Well, he does reference at some point in the episode when he's talking to his underling. I think he's like, put me under level 12 fucking CC sleep juice. And the guy's like, oh no, but we've only done level eight. And he's like, it's my grant money. Uh, so I'm assuming it's being funded by somebody. Right. Big pharma, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. I'm really, I'm we... ready to put it down on big pharma at any opportunity. <laughs> big pharma would be kind of a good name for a drag queen. It actually would. If she was like, Big you know, pharma. like kind of like a like a, like a either a cowboy or a farmer like aesthetic, that could be fun. What? And it's F A R M A, like Big Pharma. <laughs> I was imagining someone who's like kind of rotund and tall, like a like a Eureka or a Latrice Royale. A thousand percent, I'm there with you. Yeah. Is, not, like, farm-related, but actually, like, pharmaceutical in nature. Okay, okay. Like, are you talking, like, executive or, like, pill-formed? Um, okay, so she's wearing a business suit. Gotcha. A power suit uh-huh. or a trench coat, and then she opens the trench coat and it's full of drugs. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Big gotcha, pharma. Gotcha. Yeah, big pharma. <laughs> I, I like that as well, but I also like the idea of a Latrice or Eureka type, because, yeah, it has to be a big lady. Big is in the name. Uh... And they're just a farmer. <laughs> and that's the whole shit. And, like, she's, like, maybe they even farm pills. You know what I mean? And, if, like, actually, that could be the, the fun part of the character. It's, like, kind of subverting the whole uh, pharmaceutical industry by, like, making it seem like they're, like, organic, natural things. And they're, like, totally okay for you to eat. Like, yeah, I pharma. I'm big pharma. Anyways. Yeah, maybe the stuff is, like, shrooms and weed. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe a big farm is a force for good. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Right, yeah, 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 let's yeah. get into this episode. Let's get anyway, into this episode. yeah. So we open at Quake, I believe, and the sisters are there trying to, like, live their lives, and they're being hit on relentlessly by these men with horrible pickup lines. So it's Phoebe specifically, because she walks into the room, and they come at her with these, like, really bad ones. Um, my personal favorite was, are your parents terrorists? Because, <laughs> baby, you're the bomb. It's like, what? It's fucking horrible. Did you just call my parents terrorists? <laughs> right. Yeah, that one was, um, I've never heard it, and mm-hmm. I never want to hear it again, but also yeah. I kind of love it, and maybe I do want to hear it. If someone said that um, to me, I'd kind of be da- I'd kind of be like, yo, you're fucking the head. Like, I guess what's up? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty great. 
So they're at the table and um, this bitch named Sky. And you know, whenever you meet like a woman, a young kind of cute woman, and you learn her name Oof. at the beginning of the episode, it's you a, know that bitch is dead. It's a or, death like, sentence, it's, the baby. it's not looking yeah. good for Sky at this point. <laughs> no. So we kind of clue in that she'll probably be the victim at this point. At least I did. Um, How could you and... not? How could you not? Yeah. Um, so Sky basically, yeah, she tells Phoebe, Prue, someone sent Prue a drink. Obviously. It has and to be Prue. she points him out and it's this creepy ass guy who's like kind of leering, giving this creepy look. Like there's something deeply unsettling about this man, even at a first glance. <laughs> <laughs> so do you agree i mean yes 1000 percent. the dude is creepy and i hope it's the actor playing a creepy guy but if you were to see just like a photo of him he's actually quite handsome really i i, I think objectively he is handsome but the character and the way he talks and his whole vibe is like you know not good but I think if you would look at the the actor, I think it'd be kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a bad-looking guy for sure. It was definitely his demeanor that was off-putting. Right, right, right. And right, right. you knew, like, you already know at the beginning that it's something sinister. So something also about this guy is he's in a wheelchair. And... Oh, right. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. And that's the part of it that actually I think the show kind of maybe slightly ahead of its time in, um, you know, pointing out toxic masculinity. Because I feel like this guy, whatever his name is, uh, they name him at one point Berman. I don't know. Um, I feel like they kind of frame him being in a wheelchair as, like, his excuse or his reasoning as to why women are rejecting him and thus making it okay for him to then murder them. But is that woke or ahead of its time, or is it like demonizing people for something that they can't control and like a real disability? And like most people aren't like that. That is that is true. But I, I think I I mean you're right. Like you are definitely right. Like it casts people with disabilities in a negative light. Uh, I think I, I I kind of was coming at it more from a kind of like just a a little bit more of a conceptual level on because you know i'm very smart uh on just on the fact that he's you know he's in these like you know life circumstances that he can't control which incels believe and he is justified in having something just by like him virtue of him being like a man in the world and he can't have it so thus he is taking out his anger on the people that he feels are rejecting him, even though it has nothing to do with him. And I think that's very incel Yeah. Like, these women are not rejecting him, I presume, because of his wheelchair. Honestly, I hardly noticed the wheelchair. Dude, yeah, Sky just, like, kind of says, like, hey, dude, like, you know, I can't date the um, customers. Like, it's an awkward, it's an awkward scenario for her. Prue is apparently dating Andy, and she's like, yeah, alright, like, I don't want to deal with this. Um... And this guy, I don't know, he's making a lot of assumptions and taking it to places. He also has zero game. Zero game. Zero game. He's like, you know, who sends a drink over then leers at someone silently and creepily? And then, and then Sky brings it back. So she goes to give him the message. 
and he's being like pretty weird about the rejection and then like turns around and asks sky out um which like what girl is going to be like so ecstatic at the idea that this guy who just rejected her friend is now like into her Dude, only as 100%. a consolation. Yeah, exactly. The fuck? Yeah, the proper reaction is what Sky does to be like, the fuck is this? Like, uh, like, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have to wash my hair that night. Exactly. And every other <laughs> night. And every other night until the end of time. The end of time. My hair, it gets really dirty. <laughs> I have to fold my laundry. Um, (laughs) I use a ruler. It literally takes four hours. Right. Um, So anyway, we cut to Sky at home that night, and she's a bitch is brushing her hair. Yeah, bitch is brushing Um, her hair. She's getting off of her shift. It's like around midnight or 1 a.m. Crawls up into her bed sheets. We see the clock. It says 1 a.m., then we shift to, like, 2.30 a.m., and yes. Sky wakes up, but there's, like, some dude in, his, in her fucking room. Guess who it is? Wheelchair dude. Berman? It's... Berman? 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 <laughs> Berman? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he visits her dream, and... So there's a whole scene. It feels like dream rape. Just like the fact that he's in her dream like feels very violating it is. in and of itself. It is. It is. It is. The I feel like the act of entering another person's mind without their consent is a little rapey. I'm not going to lie. Um, yes. In this guy's uh, specific instance, hella rapey because he's like, you know, uh, I don't know. He's being really creepy about it. Um, and this is why... I feel that the uh, episode is very Nightmare on Elm Street inspired, or Freddy Krueger inspired. Because Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. also pretty rapey, pretty pedo, as well as, um, and also invades your dreams and such. Yeah. And Dream Sorcerer um, kind of sounds like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. I'm going to say it. There's a connection. Oh, Maybe I'll watch the series of movies that you speak so much of. Dude, so watch Nightmare on Elm Street 1. It's pretty good. And it's like Johnny Depp, like, when he was really young. Um, and, like, looking pretty fine. Uh, yeah, now his teeth are rotting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't, Among I don't other things. That. Exactly, and his whole brand. But that was, he was, like, he was pretty young and nubile back then. So number one right. is good. Number three is also quite good. Number two is only good if you're watching it as the gayest movie in the world, which it is. Um, okay, well, I watch most things like that anyway. Exactly. I think you'll have a good time with two. One is, like, legitimately good, I think. Two is, like, a gay explosion. Implosion, maybe. And three is really just a fun 80s slasher. The Freddy Krueger, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are fun because they go into, like, the dreamscape. And mm-hmm. Freddy has some, like, weird-ass kills sometimes. Um, and in that one specifically, and I think this is also how it uh, connects to this episode, in Dream Warriors, the third one, the, like, surviving kids are in a mental institution and the original survivor from the first one kind of comes to help them. And she's like, listen, like, in the dream... You all this, like, you know, you can have some sort of autonomy. 
and they, like, you know, use their dream powers to kind of, like, battle Freddy. Most of them die. It doesn't really work out. But it, um, similarly, like Prue in this episode, she's, they're like, oh, you have power here. da 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 And they do do that. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> this, that was a lot. <laughs> that was so, a lot for me to so, Yes, that was a lot. I apologize. But I was talking to one of our only regular listeners, which is my brother-in-law. And, I don't know, we were talking about the podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, he listens to Your it. brother-in-law is a regular listener? Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Okay, yeah, anyway, continue. And what did he say? What did you say? So, he was like, yeah, sometimes, Michael, you really go off on, like, these, like, random things. And you're talking for a while. And then I'm like, yeah, and then, you know, Hakuna has to answer, like, uh-huh, and then continues on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, bitch, this podcast can't last forever. <laughs> Someone has to keep us on track. It's true. It's true. It's true. If you have nothing to say, then, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I have nothing to say to that. Like, what can I pull out of my ass that would, like, even remotely touch on any of the points that you you, said when I'm, like, so lost? Yeah, all you can be like is, like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Which is essentially what you did. So, like, well handled. I did, but it was even, like, you know, sloppier than usual. Anyway, so... Kudos to your brother-in-law for pointing that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, he kills a bitch in, in her own dream. Yeah, he, like, throws and, it off the building. Yes, and what's really crazy is that the cops find her body, or someone finds her body and calls the cops, and she has sustained the injuries of someone who actually fell off of a building, which is pretty wild. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, so I guess. because uh, Berman, so it is his name, I mean, I had it a second ago, like, I want to say, like, uh, Robert, no, Whitaker Berman is his name. Anyway, <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> like, you know he's, like, not on the level already. Right, it's kind of like Win- Winston Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly, like, what? <laughs> Anyways, so, um... Berman has this line right before he's about to kill uh, Sky, saying, "Did you know that if you die in your dreams, you die in real life?" And it's like, no, right? I I guess I didn't. <laughs> but I guess I did know that because how many times have you you died in your dreams? I've been like horribly dismembered. I've like had a dream where I'm falling, but then I wake up when I hit the ground. Oh, 100%. So I don't yeah, yeah, actually yeah. die. Yeah, I yeah, I think I, I generally wake up at the point of either impact or like being stabbed or the like of that. <laughs> dreams are terrifying. Yeah, dreams are super scary. That's why I was always afraid of Freddy Krueger, because he gets you in your dreams where your parents can't protect you. Wow, that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, um, but Andy is on this police case. That's what they call him, police case. He's on every case he's, in San Francisco, yeah. apparently. Yeah, well, I think he's like a homicide detective, right? Fair. Those are the only interesting types of cops, anyway. It's so true. Like, yeah. It would, it would suck if Andy was what? Like a traffic cop? Or a, I don't know, 
what other kind of cops are there? Uh, a parking enforcer. Yeah, it's, yeah, parking enforcer. A enforcement. patrol guy who, like, kind of just drives around, like, a residential neighborhood or something. I don't know. Honestly. Yeah, beat cop. I don't know what cops do, and to me it seems like nothing. Uh, except for when there is a thing that they have to do, and then it's, like, an excessive use of force. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Like, I have a, have a relationship professionally with the cops in the neighborhood where I work, and their jobs as neighborhood officers is to build a relationship with the youth and not necessarily um, arrest them, like, giving them chances and, like, helping them through the legal system or even before any of that, like, organizing programs and just like playing video games with them um so yeah i think it depends there are different types true but is that just propaganda probably anyway but like i've also observed i've also observed this behavior anyway moving on moving i don't want to say yeah, pro, i'm not pro cop and fuck the police all day every day yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i wanted to hear um okay <laughs> anyways my leftist ideology doesn't have any room for cop appreciation. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 in, in, it's inconvenient to think that some of them might be okay. Oh, it's not like yeah, it's not. That's not okay to say. Right, right, right. It, I mean, it's just I don't want to think about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even exactly. want to think of the possibility that some of them do good things. Like fuck that. Honestly, dude, I, like, I don't even think about that. It occupies no space in my brain. Okay. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> cops do good work, yada, yada, yada. Not all cops are bad, maybe. Uh, anyways. No, never mind. Yeah. That's horrible. Anyways. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so, if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. <laughs> as happened to Sky, Andy is on the case, and he's mad suspicious because, as you pointed out, she has all of the markings or all the, like, the injuries of falling off of a building, but... She has no external bruising, and she was found in her apartment, like, in her bed, with no sign of forced entry. Like, something's going on here. Right. So, yeah. Everyone's like, what if And then we cut back to the manor? Is it called the manor? Yeah, Hallowell Manor. Right. So, Piper is doing a workout video, and, like, they're all, like, kind of sitting in the same room, um, and... Yeah, Piper is kind of bemoaning the fact that she can't get a man, and she's like, the woman in this video is so hot. Why am I not like that? I want romance. I'm a loser. <laughs> she, basically, she basically says that. Do they name the woman in the video at any point? No. No, 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 no. Because they refer to her as having, like, you know, the most desired body in all of, I don't know, Hollywood or whatever. Right. So, basically, like, from this, they, Phoebe's kind of like, oh, we should find a spell or something to make more men interested in us because we need to get some or something. And, um, at the same time, who is Mr. Manford? Mr. Manford? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, I, <laughs> such a fake name. <laughs> I, anyway, so like quick after doing the spell. Oh um, no no no! Piper you're you're goes, moving far too quickly. You're moving far too quickly. Am I? You're breathing past everything. So we'll, I don't even remember what happened. I don't know. I have the notes, but they don't make sense to me. 
Listen, listen. Okay, 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 okay. To get back to the establishing scene, yeah, Piper, Prue, and Phoebe. Piper is working out on her workout video. Phoebe comes walking in being like, yo, I want a man, but I only want him for, like, some fucking, basically. Uh, yeah. And that gets it into your head. She's like, oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a spell for attracting love. Um, right. And, you know, she kind of says, like, what could go wrong, which, of course, is a pretty good uh, tip that something will Indication go wrong. That... Yeah, right. Uh, and... And you can reverse it at any time. That is true. That is that true. That was another That thing. is true. That is true. So then when they actually do the spell, you have Team Piper, who's like, I want a man who's r- mad romantic and... We're going to stay up all night talking and meaningfully stay under each other's eyes. And Phoebe's like, I want someone who's super hot and down to have fun and very well employed. Which, in the scene, they mean, like, he has a big dick. Right. Yeah, for sure. That was Piper who said that, right? Well, no, 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 no. Phoebe was reading Piper's little note thing while they were casting the spell and she thought uh-huh. employed said endowed. And when she was reading, she's like, and well endowed? And Piper was like, employed. And then when they wrap up the scene, Phoebe says, and it, you know, it, it remains clear that we both want someone who's well employed. Ah, uh, very clever, Phoebe. Very, honestly. I found it interesting. No, go I was going to say Phoebe has, always has great lines. She does, because she has horrible powers. So they have to make up for it somehow. They really do. She actually, this is the first episode where she doesn't have a premonition either. Well, because they have, why, I mean, I guess she, how could she, could she have a premonition about a dream? Ooh, interesting. interesting. Someone else's dream. Yeah. Well, hmm. Because if Prue was going to be harmed in the dream, she could see the aftermath of the dream. True. Like, maybe Prue dead in someone saying, but she was just sleeping a moment ago. Right. But maybe not in the yeah, dream I, I, mean, I don't know if her premonition powers cover um, the dream. Yeah. I mean, they barely cover anything. But, <laughs> so, I mean, I felt, okay, I found it kind of interesting that, like, she, they didn't have Prue there. Like, they didn't have the power of three during this spell. That is true. And they never really addressed whether or not that was the reason why it ended up being so bad. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is true. That is mess. true. Because they just they kind of just imply that it was going to go wrong regardless. But Piper does say at the beginning of the episode, like, oh, I was hoping, talking to Prue, I was hoping you'd join us. And then she says at another point, like, you know, did it work? Like, the big spells usually require all three of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Um, oh, before we move on, yes. before no, we move I'm on, to... I have no idea where we are. We do get a quick scene at Quake where <laughs> Piper is, like, working. That's what I... What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to, I was like, what is what is the point of that scene? Because I was, like, looking at it and I was like, I can't remember why <laughs> so, no, that no, scene was important. Yeah, because we have, we have a quick flash over at, at Quake. And Piper's hustling and really working, and Phoebe's there or someone's there, and they ask like, "Oh, like, what's the problem?" And Piper, with a little bit of sass in her voice, says, "Sky didn't show up for her shift today," which 
dead. Bitch is dead. Uh, she doesn't know like, that. Like, come on, Piper. <laughs> a bitch doesn't come up for a shift. She is dead. She is dead. Period. Yeah, exactly. Like, deceased. Um, but she doesn't know that. <laughs> and that's, like, the that's like the worst case scenario, because we've all been there, where someone doesn't show up for a shift or something to the, along those lines. Like, your, your co-worker kind of screws you over, and you're, like, in your head, what could they possibly be doing that's, like, so important? But then they're dead. Right. Right, right, right. But I would be like, I would only accept this behavior if they were dead. I, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, I would have to be dead to be this awful, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, in this case, it's the ca- that is the case for Sky. That is. <laughs> yeah, you don't call in. Like, bitch, call a bucket. Yeah, but anyway. she's dead, so. Uh, it's, she's dead, so it's okay. Uh, so, basically... And something really creepy happens, which is the dream rapist <laughs> calls Prue. Right. right. She, and asks her if she wants to get a drink, which is so fucking creepy, dude. So creepy. How did he get her number? That's never explained. I don't remember, honestly. The only thing... I mean, thing, maybe he... Yeah. He, the only thing I could think of was, like, he somehow picked it out of Sky's brain... Because as we learn later when he invades uh, or dream rapes Prue, he like can get inside your mind like know the things you know. Uh, so like maybe True. Sky knew Piper's number? That could make sense. And knew that Piper was Prue's sister? But at the same time, um, at the same time, this was the 90s and they had the phone book. <laughs> So oh. maybe she was just listed in the phone book. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Getting someone. It's like number... Facebook, but for phone. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate how you have to um, relate books in general to Facebook. <laughs> like a book. Oh, it's like Facebook but with a story, but not like Instagram. But even that. Even yeah, Instagram's like a photo album. <laughs> Anyway. It's like Instagram, but in your hands, but not on your phone. Right. Um, I also feel like comparing things to Facebook still dates me. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, what the fuck even is Facebook? Dude, I know. I hate Facebook. I only like Marketplace. I'll say that. Yeah, Marketplace is fine. I actually, I rarely use it, but I, I understand that it fulfills a function for certain people. Right. Um, so, yeah, this guy gets into Prue's dream, and she's in the bubble bath. Like, she has been working so hard, okay? Bitch has been working hard. It's been Rihanna's work, 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 work up in here. Right, and she's just trying to have her bubble bath with a glass of red wine. And and she falls All of the candles. Like, an obscene amount of candles. (laughs) Yeah, have people not heard of fires? Like, like I, I don't understand... I watched this episode twice, and so, you know, I I picked up on a lot more things. And there's a long pan of just the room filled with candles. And I'm like, Prue, if you lit all the candles, like, with your eyeball powers, I get it. Otherwise, this is far too much effort for this many candles. (laughs) Eyeball powers. Oh, my God. I wish she just had straight-up eyeball powers instead of, like, I could move things with my mind. Like, I could just, like, do things with my eyeballs. Yeah, quite honestly, they should just, like, boil it down to Prue has eyeball powers, Piper has fingertip powers, 
and Phoebe has, when she shivers, she can see the future powers. <laughs> Those are still bad powers for Phoebe, but either way. Um, um, but no, so this bathroom so, scene also truly cut right out of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Because there is, you know, an iconic scene in the first uh, movie where the main character is, like, having a bath. I'm almost certain it's the first movie. Maybe it's the third one. Regardless, the main character is having a bath, and she's, like, just drifting off. And then the Freddy Krueger hands, come, the Freddy Krueger hand, singular, comes up out of the water with, like, all, like, the, na- like the, uh, the knife fingers. And then she gets a knock at the door that, like, wakes her up, and then the hand goes under- back underneath. Super cool scene, hmm. but also very reminiscent of this. Basically because it's almost the exact same scene. I thought they were being original. But I guess with all of the monsters or demons that they have to come up with, like, I'm sure they just copy all manner of media. Yeah, like, listen, I'm not going to say copy. I feel like that is a disservice to the people who created the episode. Inspired by, homage to, influenced. Like, it's it's clear to see what they were referencing. But I'm not going to say they were ripping it off. Right. Fair enough. Um, so, basically, um, she survives, obviously. But she does get, like, a um, wicked she... bad um, loofah scratch. Right. <laughs> those, those loofahs. Those, like, dude, no, don't really. Don't fuck around with loofahs. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... That's kind of, like, the remnant of this nightmare that, like, maybe it's real and it kind of really trips her out. And she's talking to Piper about the nightmares and how this guy knew about uh, their mom and, like, and what she told them. I can't remember what exactly she he said. Yeah, like, she, um, like he... Because while he's dream-raping her... Sorry, sorry. That's like... I know, but that's what it is. It is, it is. I don't know yeah, how else it, to describe yeah. it. While she's dream-raping her, he's, um... She is saying to herself, like, you're not real, you're not real, you're not real. And he says to her, oh, like, I know your mom told you that would always work when she tucked you in a bed if you see a monster. Just, like, tell, like say to yourself it isn't real, but it's not gonna help you right now, lady, because I'm a fucking dream sorcerer. Uh, and that's what Prue was telling to Piper. And I do feel like Piper does say, hey, Prue, you've worked like 70 hours this week. Like, you have many weeks. Maybe you're just super exhausted. But, you know, there were, were four episodes into Witchhood at this point. Maybe five. I don't know what episode this is. Um, there's a pattern here. When, like, shit is being weird... You should probably just accept that it's like it's being weird, and there might be something right. Afoot. Yeah, like something supernatural yeah. is happening to you. I mean, this one was kind of interesting because they weren't targeted by a sorcerer for being witches. They were targeted by an insult because they were women. Yes, that is true, and that made them harder to deal with because they didn't have a they didn't have a a spell in the Book of Shadows. My thing was that like Prue didn't use her powers in her dream. Yes, she did. Like, does she not? Did she? Yeah. Like, in the first dream? No, no, no. At the very end, that's, like, how that's how she beats him. Right, right, right. At the very end, but I'm saying initially. Initially? Like, I found it strange. Like, it seems like such an easy thing to just do. Of course. But um, they obviously need to create some sort of tension in the show. It would have been too easy. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Tension, tension. Um, tension, tension, tension. Um, but 
Uh, also, you know, it's the dream world. Not all the regular rules apply. Just because you have power that can affect physical reality doesn't necessarily mean they can affect dream reality. Although I guess they do. But maybe not in the same way. Sorry, Maria just came back and she's being loud. Wow. I need to close my door. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, no, no, just on Prue not being able to use her powers initially. Uh, yeah, I would say, like, maybe she doesn't have... Like, she obviously has the physical world ability to tap into her powers. Maybe not the dream world equivalent. Mm-hmm. Like, the muscle memory isn't the same. Yeah, that's true. Like, her eyeballs aren't as squinty. Exactly, 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 exactly. Right, and of course, doy. she does kind of become a little bit more, you know, she... They make a point at the very end of the episode that she hears the voices of Piper and Phoebe saying, like, hey, you know, don't give up. Like, you can do this. So there is po- the possibility that the Power of Three connection, even through consciousness, l- allowed her to tap into her powers. Yeah. 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 Maybe. That's... Maybe. I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop reading a bitch. Um, regardless, she she survives this first dream. Right, yeah, we're, we're, and, we're back and to the first she dream. and Piper, yeah, she and Piper are talking about it in the kitchen, and then a fucking beefcake comes into Ooh, the kitchen shirtless. Hans, my boy and Hans. Phoebe, Hans, like Hans tapped that. Oh, yeah. Because her spell worked, and um, she says she really likes Hans, even though he just seems like a piece of meat. Which he is. And, like, definitely, yeah. She likes to be on the receiving end of that meat. Um, <laughs> the meat that he's slanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, he's slanging. Lots of salami, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then we cut to Quake again, and Piper is serving that same man, Mr. Manford. Yeah, Mr. Manford, Maria Bamford. Who was... Right, who was, like, super picky initially. Right. He was like, oh, like, she's like, here's your, like, plain chicken and plain rice and boiled vegetable, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and you fucking psychopath. Like, and this time, like, the way you like it. Anyway, this time she serves him and he's super receptive to her and, like, starts flirting with her and, like, asks her to dinner. And, um... Uh, and then some other guy, she's on the phone with some other guy who tells her not to have dinner with Mr. Manford and that she should have dinner with him because they could have, they could go to Paris together. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is like really, it's raining men. Oh, yeah. It's a downpour. Um, yeah. And as Piper goes through all of this, all of these men hitting on her, but she kind of more, you know, clings to Mr. Bamford. Burnford? Right. Manford. Bamford. The other guy's Berman. Anyways. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> Bamford? Banford? Anyway, continue. Manford. I think it's Manford. I think it's Manford. I just said it, I just said Maria Bamford, and then it got in my head, and I could not think of it. It's Manford. Um, yeah. So she, she mainly sticks with Mr. Manford. Uh, as the date is going on, however, she kind of learns that she can say anything to this guy and he's going to be, like, into what she's selling. To the point that she's saying things like, oh, I have a really bad ulcer and 
don't get me talking about this or that. Like she's, trying, she's trying to be really off-putting. Obviously, it's not working. Was she trying or was she just being herself, which is awkward and off-putting? Yeah, you're not wrong. And also, what's with the 90s and ulcers? Why did he say it's the 90s? Everyone has an ulcer. Because in the 90s, everyone was working hard, busy. The wheels of capitalism are a-turning. It's go, go, go. It was the Get go, go, money, 90s. Bitch. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the go, and go, And it's pre-9-11, so there was no, like cynicism or whatever people are just like i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna get my money and then people are like after 2001 we're like i'm gonna work hard and then i guess i'll get hit by a bunch of planes flown by terrorists and die while i'm at work working hard right yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people made that a decision in 2001. <laughs> that's so true no one talks about that about 9 11 uh I'm just in my <laughs> office trying to pull up my bootstraps. Try to put up my bootstraps and a blade. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what this is what we're here for. This is the you know the biting commentary that no one listens to us for. I need to let it out. I need to have somewhere to let it out. So I appreciate the space, even though no one but us and your brother-in-law. It's a very listens. yeah. It's a very small, intimate space. Right. Yeah. Um, so as Piper and Phoebe are dealing with the uh, ramifications of their love spell and Prue is hard at work because there's some sort of, I don't know, gallery opening tomorrow or something. I don't know. Please. Bitch is always at work. Uh, so she, but she's, No one cares about art this much. Literally no one. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is an auction house. So there's, there is a capital skew to it all. Right. Um, anyways. Anyway. She's hard at work being mad sleepy. Sleep sorcerer's getting up in her dreams. And while that's all happening, Andy and his partner, whose name escapes me now, but he ends up being, like, a much longer-term character. Um, token Black Man. Yeah, Token Black Man. That's his name. Uh, token Black Cop, which is such a trope yeah, for some reason, because they're trying to make cops look good and make us forget that cops kill black people, so they make the only black character a cop. And, like, kind of a bad cop at this point. Right? He's so... But also, everything else... Everything that's happening is supernatural, and he occupies a very uh, rational space. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, his... Uh, to his detriment specifically when it pertains to his work but i guess he is kind of the straight man in the whole thing um anyway so andy's patching on he's like putting two and two together they go over to berman's place and we learn that berman his girlfriend died mysteriously right after they got into a car accident where she broke up with him i they didn't, yes. they didn't establish this in a flashback but i imagine what happened is Berman was driving. She broke up with him while they were driving, and he purposely drove into, like, a cliff or something. In their dream? No, no, no. I mean, like, IRL styles. And then he, uh, you know, got, he got crippled through his own stupidity. Took it out oh. on his girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, That does make a lot of mm -hmm. sense. So Julie Derrickson is her name. Yeah, Jewel Dares. And... Basically, I'm not sure if it's at this point, um, but at some point they do, they catch on to him, like you said, and they try to find him. 
They like find him like they find his dream dream center dream, dream lab dream lab dream center. lab <laughs> no, no, no. Dream they lab. specifically <laughs> refer to it as a dream lab and that was my first tip off if i was a cop I'd be like oh this guy's definitely a psychopath no one has a dream lab if right you're not up to like some creepy shit <laughs> right um and so this is where we're kind of like so they know the dream lab exists at this point but the cops aren't there yet and then we cut to um whatever his name is um, asking to have some shots to induce an REM cycle yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So if and I we learn, it's actually an experiment. So, if I can clarify, he's actually taking the dream inducement system to level twelve, uh, <laughs> which he specifically asks for. Uh, they previously only went to eight. Just tell him he's asking for twelve, so that way he can get right. to REM quicker and stay there longer. Um, and that's, yeah, that's also, like, kind of, like, we learn his research in his, is in, like, I don't know, dream hopping or something. Uh, yeah, so he has this whole, like, dream system. Uh. But it's very sophisticated. Like, he can choose whose dreams he hops into. Like, that seems like something you wouldn't necessarily be able to control. That is very true. I guess the question we have on our hands is... Does the technology target, or does he target? Because he obviously has an intention to see that person. Right, I guess if he's dreaming about that person, then he would end up in that person's dream. Yeah, like, I imagine the machine gives him, like, the power to enter the dreamscape, and then from there he can, like, hop into a specific person's dream. Right, but I also feel like I have no control over what I think about when I dream. So if he's... Being induced into a sleep yeah, or yeah, but, an REM but Jocelyn, state. He's going to fucking dream inducement system level twelve. Like he's been around the block. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It's not. I'm at level yeah, one. Yeah, I'm at level. Like, I don't even think I'm in like if anything. <laughs> right, right. I I can't think of it in layman's terms. Exactly. You know, this like, is dream I'm inducement a, level twelve. Okay. I'm a dream amateur. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and. Yeah, so this is so then we get like a small little dream sequence where Prue is at work and he goes into dream inducement system level twelve and he goes up in her dreams <laughs> and they have like a creepy standoff and it looks like oh Prue's in trouble. She manages to stab him though. Um Yes. Which was nice. Uh and then Andy calls her to like, you know, just like, hey, you know, I'm just checking in. And I really do feel like Prue is a little unappreciative to Andy, given the fact like yes. he did kind of save her life a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think she's, like, not very grateful for him in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he seems like a pretty good guy. I mean, granted, we know more about him and his acceptance of the supernatural than she That's does, true. right? That is true. That like, is true. she can't really be honest about who she is with him. But, like, we know that Andy would accept it, accept her for who she is. Like, he's, like, maybe the only man who would. Only man. Yeah, we know, we know, uh, beautiful. Andy Trudeau's a good guy. Andy Trudeau. <laughs> That's me. Pierre Elliott Trudeau's long lost Exactly. Son. The true successor to the throne of Canada. The true Trudeau. Yeah, the true... <laughs> the true Joe. 
<laughs> it's not even Trudeau. Is that even Trudeau? Is that Trudeau Trudeau? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's about to get pushed out of the building, saved by the bell. Um, we learn here that this guy is in a wheelchair. He's studying dream leaping. Um, and he's specifically targeting women who reject him. So, Jocelyn? yeah, definite incel vibes. I wonder if the people at the center know that this is what, I guess they don't. But, like, do they not get, like, serial killer vibes from it? Like, I don't know why they allow this to continue. Say that again? I said, like, do the people at the center, like, not, does his behavior not give them any pause? Oh, like, so feel... true, so true. Everyone in that room should be like, oh, this guy's up to some fucking weird shit. Because uh, no one goes to Dream Inducement level 12 without, you know, raping someone, dream raping someone. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> That's what the whole level exactly. is. Exactly. It's the dream rape level. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Um, What's level, like, 26? Level 26, like, I feel... Mm, that's... I, I, you can incept people's dreams within a dream. Exactly. It's like a double dream. But also... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dream within a dream. I mean, yeah. It's pure inception at that point. I have a dream. Do you think that's what Martin Lee is? MLK was, yeah, he was probably referring to. that's what MLK was talking about? He was probably like, yo, man, I had a dream about a dream sorcerer. It was not cool. Listen, <laughs> he died mysteriously, no? I mean, not mysteriously, he was assassinated. But we don't know if it wasn't by a dream. Right. <laughs> we don't know that. He could have been shot in his dream. Exactly. Which then led to him being <laughs> shot in real life. Because that's how it works. It's <laughs> levels, people. And then MLK from the future uh, told MLK from the past. He had a, that in his dream that he would get shot. And so MLK had to close on. the loop after coming back from the future. Right. This is this is a dream leaping level like 57 yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah, about exactly 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 <laughs> no one's really on that level the queen of england used to be r.i.p uh maybe the pope i doubt it though mlk was, mlk was obviously clearly. yeah clearly like we uh, he had a dream duh <laughs> he had the dream <laughs> yeah the only dream that mattered uh, uh yeah i didn't know that we were also amateur mlk historians but i guess we are which is great <laughs> i know it all makes sense now he really does it um, really does. so basically um the b plot which we haven't really explored much because it's not really that interesting it just provides a good uh mirror contrast um, yeah even comedic further relief. investigation of like toxic masculinity right, right, and right, like right, right. The sister's problem with men. But basically, these men won't leave them alone. Yeah, because we're talking about Phoebe and uh, Piper at this point. The B-plot. Yeah. And the men won't yeah. leave them alone to the point that they are getting violent now. And Hans is like, yo, I cannot get you out of my head. What did you do to me? I am going to, like, kill you now. Right. So, yeah. That's all happening. And they're 
being delivered like way too many flower bouquets along with you know people wanting to you know maybe kill them in a fit of rage um and they come to the conclusion that love cannot be conquered not conquered conjured conjured love cannot be it can be conquered though yes um and they kind of like they switch gears back to this whole like dream sorcerer question um, and they check the Book of Ch- Shadows and see that it doesn't have anything about dream sorcerers. Um, right, because he's technically immortal using technology. And, yeah, so as this is happening, Prue is trying to, like, get back home because she can't fall asleep and, like, a bitch is mad tired because, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the... Because she can't fall asleep or else she'll get murdered in her right, dreams. Right, 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 right. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> It's so terrifying, that is, which yeah. is kind of like, it's kind of like how Thaisa and Yellow Jackets can't go to sleep because she can, becomes bad Thai. But also, I'm mad at Yellow Jackets because the last three episodes were bullshit and that was a terrible finale. Anyway. Wow. Um, tell me how you really feel. Um, I I just needed to slip that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, they're, conti- they're prolonging the series a little bit more than I think they have to, which I don't respect in showrunners, but you do what you got to do to make a buck. Um, <laughs> moving away, though, uh, back to the, the charmed of it all. Um, yes. Yeah, so Piper then get no, Prue, then it gets into, like, a car accident or something, and Phoebe and Piper are basically preoccupied because their spell is going awry, and the men are now trying to kill them, and they gotta freeze Hans. They, though, do undo their spell. Meantime... Our girl Prue is up in the hospital, and they're going to, like, induce her sleep. And she's... That is, like, maybe one of my most... That's a big fear of mine. Of something, like, along those lines. Like, you know, where you're being brought into a space, and they're like, yo, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, we got you, we got you. And they're putting you asleep for some reason. But, like, you know, like, you can't, because then you'll be in bigger trouble. That whole scenario terrifies me. Hmm. I've never thought about it. Like, being in an induced coma or something? Yeah, or, like, you know, you're, like, they think you're a crazy person. And, like, they bring you to an asylum. It's like, no, like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm trying to, like, tell you something. And then, you know, they drug you up. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You really fear that? You think that's likely enough that you have to fear it? Okay, I mean, yes, which is a terrible thing to say about my mental state. But... I've seen it in enough movies where it happens, you know? The person with some sort of secret knowledge is ridiculed and then to be silenced, shipped off to an insane asylum, and then, like, you know, drugged up as they're raving that everyone's against them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that's not in your future, but, like... Based on our shared psychosis in this like it's, space, exactly. it seems I feel like, like you're headed it seems there. Pretty likely. Yeah, the train has left the station. Exactly, and, and honey, it's almost arising, arriving. Exactly, it's, 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 and it's a motherfucking express. All right, right. <laughs> Honestly, most scary stories, if it's happening on a vehicle, it's happening on a train. Because trains are scary. Trains are scary. There is, I lo- like, the classic uh, Jamie Lee Curtis film, Terror Train. I love that movie. I mean, it's, it's pretty... It, I've never seen it's it. It's pretty transphobic, actually. I watch uh, it. But it's pretty good. 
Like it's, it's trans. <laughs> oh, transphobic. I thought you said transphobic. I mean, I guess it's inherently transphobic. I would say it's pro-train, <laughs> if anything. It's tray-train. It's set on a train. What do you want more? What more do you want? Um, right. But classic 80s slasher. It's a good one. But trains are creepy. Yeah, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, Snowpiercer. Um, Snowpiercer. Um... Train to Busan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that one where like Tom Hanks is in CGI, the Christmas one. That one's fucking creepy. Oh shit! Fuck! I need to watch all train movies. That's actually my new goal. Oh, okay. Super <laughs> train. Know. Okay. Well, you. I'll watch that. You too. will. Soul train. You will. Yeah, Soul That's Train. You got to. Uh, and then you would also have to watch Soul Plane because it rhymes. Right. I mean, movies also occur on planes, which is another subgenre. Yeah, snakes on a plane, airplane, um, that Jodie Foster movie where her son may or may not exist on a plane. <laughs> what? I've never heard. Oh, of that. you don't remember that movie? It was like, <laughs> dude, I don't. I oh, okay. One, I don't know what's wrong with me sometimes, but like. <laughs> Once in a while, like, yeah, a random thing will make me think of, like, a random movie. It's, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. I never saw it, but I remember the trailer so vividly. It's Jodie Foster. The plot apparently <laughs> is, on the surface level, her husband died. They're taking the body back to, I don't know, wherever they live in the United States, I think. But it's, like, a double-decker plane, and it's, like, a new prototype, and, like, I don't know, that's a whole part. And then... Jodie Foster loses her son, but was her son ever there? Did she even have a husband? Is the bitch going crazy on Whoa. a plane? Or is the plane going crazy yes. on her? Whoa. Whoa. Should we watch We this? probably Whatever should. Whatever it is. I, I actually, I guess I do want to know what happened, because, yeah, I've known about this trailer for literally 20 years. <laughs> Uh, we should find... And it never made you want to watch it. Never. It never made you it want to really watch it. It really did. It really did. I feel like I got a pretty good really? impression of what the movie was by the trailer. Oh, this woman seems to be in great distress and confusion. Okay, don't Yeah, care. no, I, I... Her son? Oh, that's sad, but I don't care. <laughs> well, no, it was basically like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a thriller with a plot. Oh, here's the plot. There's the twist. I'm sure there's going to be a reveal at some point. It's probably not going to be that satisfying. Eh, I think I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a miss. You know, like, do you really need to watch this? Listen, I'm jujuling Jodie Foster... Oh, okay. So I jujuled Jodie Foster playing movie, and the movie is called Flight (laughs) Plan. It is from 2005, a thriller mystery, and it is on Disney+. Plus. How, what is the rating? Listen, it's a 6.3 on I Am Dumb Bitch, and it's a 37% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so it's terrible. Yeah. Nice. It was a waste of money to be produced. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen. Moving on, let's, 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 let's wrap up this episode, because we're pushing, we're pushing it yeah. down here, people. Yeah, we are all about to pass it. Um, so, um, yeah, Piper and Phoebes reverse their love spell. Prue is being brought yes. to the hospital while she's being induced yes. to fall asleep because um, she's all banged up. Um, right. And while they're there, you know, she's getting dream rapes, as one does, uh, by a dream rapist. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she uses her fucking eyeball. Well, yeah, to yeah. It. So as she's, like, at the right, at the brink, she hears her sisters in her mind, and they're like, hey... 
crew, don't leave us, you can do this, you have the power, da na 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 And she actually doesn't use her eyeballs. This is the first episode where she doesn't specifically use her eyeballs to move somebody. Wait, what did she do? Well, she just kind of, like, she closes her eyes and then he flings. Okay, but that's still using her eyeballs. But her eyeballs were open, now they're closed. That's using them. True, but it's like the absence of eyeballs. It is the dreamscape. So, <laughs> the absence <laughs> of eyeballs <laughs> thus led to. I'm literally dead. <laughs> the absence. <laughs> that should be like a art, like memoir the absence of eyeballs we're all the absence of eyeballs colon where eyeballs went and where they can go from here (laughs) but i also feel like the absence of eyeballs is like a bad thing oh well because true 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 because it's like it's saying that um I don't know, like, we ha- we're we the the shepherds. No, 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 okay, okay, so, so. Well, the, I don't know, we're the steward, I don't the know. The absence, the, okay, the absence of eyeballs. The lord of eyeballs, we follow him. Exactly, yeah, 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 so the absence of eyeballs, colon. Wait, 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 I had a second ago. Where, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> The absence of eyeballs, colon. Where eyeballs <laughs> lost their way and how they can find their way back. Oh, they can get their groove Scott back to work. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> the absence of eyeballs, how eyeballs got their groove Scott Bakula. Whoa, it's a bestseller, baby. <laughs> we just went full eyeball. We there, really baby. did. Whoa. <laughs> we really yeah. Whew, that was like at least two eyeballs, I would say. Whoa, I mean, the eyeballs were smiling down upon us in that moment. Yeah, man, my eyes were rolling the entire time. You, you couldn't see because it it's a podcast, but like, whoo, maybe spinning. <laughs> the eyeballs were spinning. <laughs> I just imagine, like, the cosmos. Like, imagine, like, all the stars, like, all the celestial bodies are just giant eyeballs staring directly at you. That's how that moment felt. That's what it was, so that's perfect. That's how it should feel. (laughs) All right. Anyways, there's no other place to end this episode. I think, like, we finished talking about the episode, because, yeah, the dream sorcerer died. Um, With the absence of eyeballs, Prue vanquished him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was the end, basically. That way to the end. Andy visits her in the hospital, proves himself to be a great guy, right. brings her cheeseburgers. I'm like, this bitch doesn't eat cheeseburgers. I really do not like how they're trying to humanize Peru with all these, like, oh, she likes sports. Her favorite food is cheeseburgers. Like, bitch, please. She be, I yeah, see no, her in her a- house, my <laughs> and broccoli, all right? Right? <laughs> she's a cold hearted fucking bitch who only likes to sell overpriced art. And microwave broccoli and be a bitch to her sister. Yeah, and listen. Okay, she has like, she has eyeballs. She got mad eyeballs. That's it. She got two of them. Um, <laughs> and like, if that's her shtick, like embrace it, like work with it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with it, but like, don't try to this whole like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just one of the cool girls, you know. 
Right. Like, I like sports. I like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm one of the guys. Like, bitch, no, you're fucking yeah, not. certainly not. Anyway. Anyway, that, that brings us to another, the end of yet another episode of this podcast. Indeed it do. Um, I would point you in the direction of our social medias, our Taylor Prairie social medias, but um, we don't have those anymore. Yeah, we've... <laughs> I don't know. I would say it's like we haven't been banged from them, but it is the universe's way of saying like maybe not for you. No, yeah, um, but you can go on our website gemgirls.com. We do go on there, and our prose is worth reading. It's hilarious and incisive and witty and. Um, all of those great adjectives. Yeah, yeah. We're eschewing social media because we want to drive organic growth to our homepage, which is where the <laughs> right. real money is at. Thank you very much. Right. And we also just want to have a real conversation. Yeah, we want to talk to you. You know? We want to talk to you. And what we want to talk about is <laughs> when you're listening to this podcast, as you are literally right now, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this, um, I want you to use the power that you have in your hands literally in your hands and i want to use i want you to use it for for good i want you to use it for change and by that i mean five stars and a positive review wherever you find podcasts yes it's so easy it's It's so easy it's soups easy brah i'm like why aren't you already doing it um it's like when world vision asks you to spare a dollar a day for starving children in africa bitch you spend like ten dollars a day on a frappuccino at Starbucks. It's so easy. It's so easy, but like, unlike feed, feed those starving children, we're not asking you for money. So like, just give us a five stars. Yeah, we're just asking you for a fucking like. It's even it's easier even than easy. that. You don't, like, there's no guilt about it unless you don't do it. Otherwise, I'll be coming for you with like, you know. Yeah, it, in your in dreams. dreams. Well, your parents can't protect you. Um, and on that note, wow. until next time, Stay, Stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Bye, bitch. Don't with your ass. Don't with your ass. <laughs>